The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello again. Hello. I just called to say hello. It is the 12th of October, 2021. This show happens each and every weekday in the uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Hey, he didn't care. He didn't care. He doesn't care. He's a, a man, man who eats things that make a billy go puke. You're not rocking with the best. You're not rocking with the best. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. And here's your host, Eric Zane. Thank you. Oops, cow fade. Hold Got to do it right. Whoops. Good morning to you all. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Um, each and every day of the work week. All right. So much more to get, uh, so much to get to today. Uh, you know who is the happiest man in America right now? Uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer is like, holy shit. Thank God. Thank God. Because I have just had it. Uh, no one, no one cares anymore. That herb, but the whole Urban Meyer thing, there is not n- no nobody that gives a shit about Urban Meyer. It, the story already was starting to die down, you know, until he gets fired. But he's like, you know, uh, for God's sake, thank you, John Gruden. Thank you. He's calling. He's texting him. He's sending him flowers. He's sending him like Omaha steaks. He's sending him Sherry's berries and and uh, p- pajama grams. I don't know. <laughs> Tell you what, man, it was good to talk to old Urban Meyer, man. Urban Meyer called me and he said, hey, John, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I know I got the support of Urban Meyer. At the end of the day, us coaches have to stick together. I'll tell you what, man. Tell you what, man, they call that guy Urban Meyer because that's his name. <clears throat> All right. More on that a little later. I, You know what? Before Frank Kellyendo started doing the no i take it back um frank caliendo started doing the john gruden bit and i started doing that as well i remember i started talking about uh i started like throwing it out there before i even knew that caliendo was doing it and uh then i was like holy shit uh he joined me on my old show and then i started throwing out grudenisms 
And then he started throwing out Grudenisms. And then I realized that he does it so much better because he, when John, when Caliendo does John Gruden, he looks like John Gruden. He makes the, he makes the facial expressions like you wouldn't believe. He actually, whenever he does an impression of somebody, Frank Caliendo, you, you see his face transform. Like when he does Stephen A. Smith, he looks like Stephen A. Smith. Absolutely an amazing talent. But I digress. This is a daily show, as I said, that discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. And we are chock full of personal adventures. First of all, this morning, uh, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye, a, a very stealthy NFK, my brother-in-law who lives with us, emerged from slumber. By the way, yesterday I was, uh, boy, I didn't expect this. I was uh, assuming the position on the throne. Uh, and the door opens of the bathroom. And I'm like, hello? And, oh, oh, shit, fuck, sorry. I'm like, what, what the? He was coming in to take a shower. All right. Uh, it takes a village. However, we get there as long as we get there. Uh, still not doing a great job of showering, but um, at this point, the goal is just as long as he knocks the stink off. Stink knockage is important on our old pal, the NFK. But this morning, it was uh, as I'm sitting there making the uh, lunch for the queen of the forest for her work day. And out of the corner of my eye, I see something moving in the distance out in the uh, living room area. And it's the NFK because part of his, uh, what he likes to do every day, part of the ritual. Remember, I, I, I've, I've described to you that he has to have a routine. And um, he has created all of these little tasks that are part of his day. And one of the tasks is when he wakes up in the morning, he has to almost organize that room that he spends so many hours watching TV. Okay. So, uh, he's folding blankets that may be needing folding, uh, picking up, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that needs to be picked up, which is why occasionally they will be like, he draws the line of shit on the floor, though. He'll come in and say, hey, man, hey, hey, man, somebody went poo-poo. And yes, he does speak with the uh, southern accent. He was uh, raised with uh, two of America's biggest hillbillies, my uh, dear in-laws. So it kind of rubbed off on him. Hey, man. One of the dogs took a poo-poo. Okay, all right, I'll get that. So that, that did not happen, but... Uh, uh, the other thing is he likes to like pick up the dog toys that the dogs scatter about, you know, and apparently Daisy, okay, you get this dog, anything made of, I tell you what, man, they call that dog Lockjaw because she's always chewing on things. I don't know why Diana does this, but she buys uh hard rubber toys, like a Kong or a, a big Kong bone, you know, and they're like, it, it says right in the package, indestructible. Uh, not so. That is, that is bullshit. Uh, what she does is she uh, chews on them and then rips a big hunk of rubber off and then normally swallows it. So we have um, one time she threw up 
a big hunk of rubber from a Kong, the part with the hole in it. You know, they uh, create those with the hole in the middle. So you can put treats in there so that they, when they swallow them, they won't choke to death. She puked up a piece of a Kong that we hadn't had for probably a year and a half. So think about that. Yeah, I can only imagine what's in the abyss of this dog's stomach because so the NFK uh, finds the rubber bone and a big chunk, the end of the bone, chewed off but not swallowed. And he comes walking in to where I'm making the lunch and he sets him down like that. In one hand is one is the piece that has been chewed off. The other hand, the whole bone. And he knows that this is a bad thing. He knows Daisy's done this, and he knows that, that you, you don't want this because we don't want the dog to, you know, have giant hunks of rubber in her fucking stomach. She goes, well, he goes, well, I get in the room, and I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, right in front of me, uh, two slimy pieces of rubber. He puts them down. While looking at them, he points at them. Uh, I was on, I was, uh, I think I was on the phone talking to Diane about what she wanted in her lunch at the time. So uh, yeah, that, that's not going to stop him. He points at them and then looks at me and then walks away. So uh, now I know. Uh, throw it out. That's it. Comes back. You know, you can't get her anything made of rubber. I go, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'll tell Diana. I'll remind her again. No rubber toys for the dog. Walks away, sits down, assumes the position. Off and running on the day's TV viewing. Uh, all right. Yesterday was rough. You know, and uh, I say this story knowing full well that this is, uh, There's I, I give this story knowing full well that this could possibly get back to the, uh, queen of the forest to Pooh bear, but I'm asking for, um, I'm asking for secrecy. Uh, I know that there is a, I mean, there's bound to be somebody who doesn't like me enjoying the show says, well, I'm not going to, uh, keep this secret. I'm going to tell your wife, but I don't care, uh, because it was an accident, but one that was bound to happen. Diana's car, the front end was recently replaced. And before that, it had been replaced. And before that, it had been replaced. And if you look at the front end of pretty much any vehicle that I have, they all need to be replaced. Um, if a vehicle is owned by anybody in this family, it's going to be, very, well, pretty much destroyed. One thing or another is going to happen. One thing that we do not excel at is taking care of vehicles. There's always something happening to make them be really damaged. Yesterday was that day to damage Di Diana's vehicle. And uh, if she happens to be hearing this right now, she's like, wait, what? Okay, so I recently had gone to Riverbend Body Shop, replaced the whole front end because why, why did that happen again? Why did that get replaced again? I forget. Um, it was already damaged. And then I think 
someone damaged it or I don't even remember how it happened the last time. I think I might have done it. I don't even recall. All I know is it was tore up. Take it there, get it fixed. Looking great until yesterday. I've got that RV in the driveway, the camper, and I'm going to clean it out because I used it over the weekend. Before I return it, I want to vacuum all the dog hair out of it. And it's hot as hell in there because it was really warm yesterday. So I need to turn on the air conditioning. The only way I can turn on the air conditioning is by turning the vehicle around, backing out, and then backing the thing in. The reason why you have to do that is because the exhaust from the generator to run the air conditioner is on one side of the vehicle. And if I fire it up when it's in the direction that it was in, the exhaust will kill the grass. So you got to turn the vehicle around. I get in there, put it in reverse, step on the gas. Wham! Oh! And I realized, ah, fuck! Diana is behind the camper. Her car, her Dodge Journey. Put it in park. And uh, the amount of time to get out of the uh, vehicle and get with an eye uh, where I can see the front end is like, I'm like, oh, okay, how bad is it? How bad is it? And not that bad. In fact, if you all keep your mouths zipped, okay, I'm guessing she won't notice it. Felt like an asshole. Uh, there is, it is a, a minor cosmetic thing. And I'm like, how? Because, you know, the uh, thing that you hook the trailer onto, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the bumper hitch or whatever the hell it is. It's, it's like the ball and then the, whatever your towing goes on top of that. That thing hit the front of the car. And I'm like, how come, how is this? This is a 15,000 pound vehicle and I wasn't going slow. How did this, even, this is plastic. This is a miracle. So I'm like, oh, I think, I think uh, it's barely noticeable. Barely noticeable. Something else, uh, some other piece of plastic got a little wonky. And I like snap that back into place. And I, th- I think it's going to be okay. So then I, uh, you know, she doesn't know what's up. So I walk into the house. I have to move her car, obviously, and go get the key. And uh, she, she, uh, she doesn't, doesn't wonder why I'm back in the house. I just go in. I get the spare key. Don't say a damn word. Move the vehicle. Move the motor home back the motor home in. And then I noticed that I've done all of this on the motor home with the parking brake on. So the brakes are completely pushed up against, you know, whatever the, the, the discs or the drums, whatever the fuck is on this stupid thing. And I'm, 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 I can't figure out why it's, it's uh, what the hell's going on. It never even, even uh, occurred to me at the time until later on in the day when I ended up moving it, I noticed that the parking brake was on. It's like, I never took the parking brake off. So just turning this thing around, moving in a total of 30 feet, I smashed into my wife's car and I drove this motor home with the parking brake on, which probably caused some serious, uh, I don't know what the hell type of disruption it would have caused doing that, but it can't be good. 
absolute abortion. All right, chalk it up to life. That's the worst thing that happens to me. No big deal. Uh, thanks again to Compound Media. My show is available on Compound Media that I recorded for them. You're like, what is Compound Media? What is going on there? What is that? You've mentioned it before. Let me explain this to you really, really quickly. In case you're just tuning in. Years ago, very, very famous show, the Opie and Anthony show. Okay. Um, did their thing on terrestrial radio. Then they went to satellite Sirius XM. Then Anthony got fired seven years ago, just over seven years ago. Anthony, uh, takes his show online. Uh, all of it was, uh, behind a paywall, nothing free. And he's been able to thrive with, uh, his platform is called compound media. Cause it, that comes from, he used to do a show from the compound. It was like in his house, very nice house, but he did it from there. Uh, not that different. Mine's more like a poverty version of that. But Anthony, um, then started to add uh, a lot of, uh, uh, stable of shows to compound media. So when you pay for a subscription to it, you get all of these shows. So you pay a few bucks a month and you get all these different shows that he's handpicked to be um, coming from Compound Media. He's got a studio in New York City where people come in. There's cameras. They shoot. It's it's a video audio experience. You, uh, you enjoy those shows. Okay. Um, I got lucky enough to be um, invited onto the Anthony... Anthony Cumia show back in uh, mid August, that appearance when I visited New York city led to, Hey, why don't we uh, have you record a pilot show? Eric Zane. I did the pilot show. And then I, uh, I did a second show that is available now. And uh, it's actually uh, a, t- a titled Eric Zane show zero zero one. And so if zero zero one goes well, there'll be a zero zero two. If you want to see how I did it, it's not that different than what this is. It's just to a completely different audience. You would go to compoundmedia.com and sign up and you can check out Anthony's show and a number of the other shows that are well, all of the other shows that are on there. They do a great job. It is uh, it looks spectacular. It's, you know, like having access to a bunch of hilarious TV shows, talk shows. Okay, so there you go. My Facebook ban is ending today. I'm a little concerned that once it ends, though, I won't be able to post because, I, like I indicated yesterday, there's some type of weird authentication that they're asking me to do that I haven't been able to figure out yet. And I don't know if that's because I'm still banned for a couple of hours. Or what? But uh, I, I I knew that it was on the 12th of October. It would be the end of the 30-day ban. Okay. And then uh, Tyler says, and the new ban will begin tomorrow. You all should make bets. Okay. Uh, about how long it takes until I'm banned again. Um. By the way, Dean writes, sick fuck Dean, son of a bitch. I promise not to tell Pooh Bear about you smashing into her car unless I talk in my sleep. You are a fucking mongrel. You know that? You're disgusting. 
Where was I? I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, Facebook. So um, I, I think when I started this show, um, I had three hours remaining on the band. Dirk says two-factor authentication is to make sure it's you and you're not being hacked. It's a good idea for your accounts. And and I did know that, but here's the thing. Uh, all this month, I've been trying to do it. It says, hey, uh, determined by uh, text, if it's you, we're going to send a text message with a six-digit number to this phone number, your cell phone number. And I go, all right, great. So then they send it. It shows up with the six, the six uh, numbers. And then it says, enter it here. And then I enter it here and it says, uh, authentication failed. And I'm like, how, how can it fail? It, I did exactly what you told. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking perhaps, uh, it, it might have something to do with the band, but I am not sure. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I was able to do this, um, if I look at my account, my Facebook account, it says Eric Z, account restricted. You cannot comment or post for three more hours. See why. And you click on it and it lists all of the problems. April 9th, 2021. I posted a little. Yeah. What I'd like to do is kick your ass. They didn't like that. Your comment did not follow our community standards. Then, July 8th, 2021. No shit. I've been doing this forever. I make one crack about a disgusting anorexic crack whore who can eat 50 hot dogs and the world goes crazy. Your comment didn't follow our community standards on harassment or bullying. Eric Zane accepted the decision. July 30th. They're getting closer together now. Uh, somebody, I think, I think I was talking about, um, I was trying to get somebody to sign up for the Patreon or something like that. And I wrote, sign up, you cheap bitch. Another bullying infraction. Your comments didn't follow our community standards on harassment or bullying. A little time off. Uh, I made it to September 3rd. I was in a uh, argument about COVID and apparently I wrote a parasite is not a virus. You dumb ape, which I have no idea if that's even true or not. Again, I said this and I said this to Jamie Brinks. Mm hmm. Bullying. I am a full-on bully. Then I was uh, making a comment on Zaniacs United about, I forgot the dude's name that I was bitching about. Uh, but I wrote, and I tagged Jason Schaefer. That's fine. I just thought you all might like to know I've had a feeling about him. I had banned somebody from Zaniacs United. I had a feeling about him for some time. His liking the posts of trolls who bring up me being fired six years ago and other nonsense. Fuck that guy. If I ran into him, I'd strangle him. And that's what did it. Bullying. Let's see. 
accept decision. I never did accept the decision. It's just funny to see them all lined up like that. Um, it's all not going to matter because I am going to be, I, I can promise you, and you all probably don't believe me. I am never going to be banned again. This is it. I, it would, it would be a miracle. I can't even get behind that. I can't even stay clean for two days. But uh, that was all the reason why I've um, made it so that, in short order, the show will be available for the live stream on Twitch. Right now, you're getting the live stream on Twitter and YouTube, all right? It's going to be available on Twitch before you know it. So it, uh, I, if I were you, I would go to twitch.com slash Eric Zane, Eric Zane, all one word, and subscribe to that page. I have a meeting today. I thought it was going to be yesterday, but today is the meeting with my Twitch buddies, 1.30. Uh, so starting that process, the, and you're like, well, how come it takes so long? Well, it takes a while because it's not easy. There's a lot of uh, page building and things like that going on. It's, honestly, to this time, it's not because of anybody dragging their feet. I still am on Facebook, though, and will be on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. In fact, when I get done with the Twitch live stream, it gets pushed out to those platforms, which is awesome. So you'll still be able to see it on there. It'll just be through Twitch. But if you want it live in the moment, which a lot of you do uh, consume the show that way, that's how you do it. It allows you to comment, uh, be part of the fun, and it is free. Um, nothing changes. You just uh, click on Twitch. You will see an ad at some point during the show. If you want to skip the ad and, I, and you have Amazon Prime, you will end up signing up with Amazon Prime. More details about how that works. And when you sign up with Amazon Prime, that makes it so that you get no ads, no interruptions whatsoever. <clears throat> All right. But in the meantime, the YouTube page is brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. Subscribe to the channel, bell notification when I go live, and thumbs up. Thank you to Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance, a licensed independent insurance agent. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. That is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. Thank you so much. And EV. Let me get that right. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. And then on the almighty Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter, please follow me there. That's brought to you by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider. For the Eric Zane Show podcast, which reminds me, I need to put a uh, a note on there. Pay your bill. Okay, hang on. To do. My to-do list. Pay Blue Frost. Big Dick Donnie writes, would you like Chris Catan on sometime in the next few days? I also have Dave Hofstetter, Tommy Davidson, and Bill Bellamy at points this week. We can do it all, period. I'll call you today. All right. Dear Meathead, with my 87-year young father, tomorrow, if you have questions for dad, uh, send them along, eric at ericzanecho.com. 
on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Shoreliners Striping, uh, online at shorelinersstriping.com. Get the parking lot in good shape, looking good for your customers with Shoreliners Striping. Boy, hockey starts this week. Friday, Van Andel Arena. Uh, no COVID restrictions um, for the event. There will be just under 11,000 people jammed in there for a hockey game super spreader extravaganza. They're going to be serving COVID at the concession stands. Everybody, it's going to be a massive outbreak. Michigan is a hot zone right now. Three to 4,000 cases a day. The country seems to be going down, but Michigan is skyrocketing. You guys are sick as shit, but that's not stopping anybody. We're, we're going to have a packed house there, uh, shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, and, you know, it's a, it's a little weird, um, you know, because one year ago, I mean, everything was shut down. And, and, and now we don't, we, no one gives a flying fuck. Nobody cares. People are just living with it, I think, as best that they can. Um, of course, plenty of people are vaccinated. That doesn't mean you're not going to get sick. That doesn't mean that you're not going to transmit COVID. Um, it does mean that you uh, are likely not going to get super sick or anything like that. Good luck. And the thing is, you don't need to have, um, uh, this is one of the, the venues in the state of Michigan, which I, I, I just find this to be incredible because considering where we were here in this state, uh, now it's like, I mean, I, I thought for sure you would have to have proof of vaccination in Michigan. Um, to get into any venue, but I don't, I think that, that, that the government has kind of been neutered to some degree, um, about what can and cannot be done. So, uh, they're, they're, they're opening up the doors, man. They're going to pack the house. I'm actually looking forward to the, uh, to this thing. I've done this 8 million times, but I am pretty excited. I am anxious because at the end of the day, there's, there's going to be that many people there enjoying the hockey game. It's been way too long since this has happened. So there's a big buzz around it. And uh, I, I love the idea of leading them to that fevered pitch just before the puck drops. Okay. And uh, we're going to get that place loud. And a lot of these young players, you're looking at a guy, uh, a lot of guys who are 20 and under who have never played in front of this many people before. So they're going to be blown away by how loud this place gets. And boy, does that, rink get loud so i'm super stoked about that should be good covid be damned i say uh all right so again send me an email eric at ericsaintshow.com on the shoreliner striping inbox for dear meathead tomorrow with my father all right We'll be getting to John Gruden in a second. I tell you what, man, they call that guy unemployed. It's because he, he he's stepping down. He got fired. He's not working. Uh, thank you to Jen, the lovely, multi-talented Jen, who just signed up for the Patreon for one full year of the audio podcast. 
Jen, thank you. Jen G. Either, I don't want to say your last name. But uh, appreciate you uh, signing up. Thank you so much. She did the one-year thing, and she saved uh, 10% on the audio podcast. You are fantastic. So uh, there you go. And Patreon happens uh, today after this show gets finished. It's a great uh, companion podcast to this one. It's kind of like the after show, if you will. A little bit more personal, I guess, uh, with the select bunch of people that um, are actually like, yeah, it's worth a few bucks and are giving me money. And I like to give you as much as I can on the Patreon to make it worth your uh, dollars. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can find it at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. 15 hours of content every single week on there. Excuse me. Excuse me. So there you go. If you're looking for something more to listen to each week, and you're like, I just can't find another another great show. Radio sucks. I'm not listening to the radio. Uh, you can check out my Patreon. And the open and the live stream of this, the free podcast today. Let's start it off. With the roll call of sponsors bringing it to you, JM Synthetics. So, you know, walk around your garage shop or whatever it is. I'm low on this. I'm low on that. On that, I'm low on uh, all of all of whatever it is, all whatever lubrications you may buy. And uh, I want you to buy them from Zaniac Jason Mays. Go to jmsynthetics.com. You can click on shop online and the drop down is shop by product or shop by equipment. So if you uh, shop by equipment, it'll say car and truck, turbo diesel truck, snowmobile, ATV, UTV, all these products, dirt bike, metric motorcycle. I don't know what that means. V twin motorcycle. It looks to me that a metric motorcycle is what like what a douchebag would ride. And then a V twin motorcycle is like, uh, what a guy riding a, a Harley would ride. Check this out. See, and, and the guys on the metric motorcycle right here, they're, you notice they're like in all like matching leather gear and helmets and then V-twin motorcycles. These hillbillies are wearing no helmets and blue jeans. What do you think of that? That tells you a lot right there. You're a douchebag if you're on a metric motorcycle. And uh, uh, if you're on a V-twin motorcycle, you look like an extra in the movie Mask. Marine, heavy-duty diesel equipment. Who the hell's got that? Power equipment, racing, motorhome, agriculture. Amsoil makes products for all of these. Okay? Or if you want, you can just uh, shop by shop by product. Motor oil, engine lubricants, hydraulic oil, compressor oil, fuel additives, transmission fluid. You see it all there. Okay, so stock up what you use. And it, you can do it by going to jmsynthetics.com. 
for starters. And the best way, I know this sounds old-fashioned, but um, <clears throat> after you do that, after you figure out what you want, call Mays directly. 616-747-0233. Just tell them what you want, and then it shows up at your door. How about that? It's awesome. Thank you, A&E Heating and Cooling. Now is the time to get that uh, furnace tuned up. We had a cold front move through yesterday. It was ridiculous. It was warm and muggy and stupid all day. And then there was a risk of storms at night. And man, it blew through. It was fast, but it was powerful. And behind it, cold air. It won't be long till it's freezing here in the great white north. 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579. If you are in West Michigan, get your furnace tuned up from uh, A&E Heating and Cooling. Call today, call or text, and set it up. If you've never done this, you have to do this. Okay, don't go anywhere else. There's going to be some people charging like a ridiculously cheap price that doesn't make sense. It's a scam. Don't do it. And besides, you want to support the sponsors of this show because when you support the sponsors of this show, this show keeps going. If you all saw, if nobody went to the sponsors, then you'll see these signs disappear behind me. And then I don't do a podcast anymore because I've got to work to keep a roof over my head. So that's how it works. 616-516-8579. Uh, book A&E Heating and Cooling to tune up your furnace. Tell you what, man, I'm out of a job. John Gruden resigns after four years with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I remember over the weekend, I I saw the story that he referred to Demarius Smith. Said, hey man, that guy's got uh, uh, lips as big as Michelin tires. Now that sounds like a racist thing to me. And I, I, I saw the story, and I didn't hear a word about it. He coached on Sunday. Nobody talked about it. Uh, I mentioned it on the show yesterday. It was actually down in the depth chart. Late in the show, I talked about the story about John Gruden saying Demorius Smith had uh, lips as big as Michelin tires. And uh, then I didn't hear another thing, but there was some writers from the New York Times, Ken Belson and Catherine Rossman, who were doing more digging into this and they found out uh, more information. So this guy is fucking out. Now wait till you hear this. There's a little bit more context to it. First of all, Tim Brown, Hall of Fame uh, player for the uh, for the Raiders and played under John Gruden. He supported John Gruden and so did Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico, all black people. Because I talked to you yesterday that... Um, Demorius Smith, who used to, he represented the players during a walkout like 10 years ago. And uh, Gruden was an analyst on ESPN at the time. And so he sent an email to the guy who used to run the Washington football team, then the Washington Redskins. And uh, this email from 10 years ago surfaced. And you might be like, how did this email surface? I'll tell you that in a second. But it did surface. And he referred to this guy, this Demorius Smith, as... Um, saying his lips are as big as Michelin tires. But he also said 
that yeah yeah tell you what man uh that that's what i refer to a liar it's a way of saying he's a liar and everybody's like well what the fuck are you talking about he's like yeah man i'll tell you what man anybody who's a liar i refer to his rubber lips and his demarius smith man he's got lips as big as michelin tires well i mean why would you do that because you know i mean uh, you don't have to be a genius to know that black people constantly get their lips made fun of I mean, there's a joke, there's a racist joke that says, I mean, he should know better. Tell you what, I had no idea that there was jokes about black people having big lips. There's a joke that exists that says, if you were, what does it say on the inside of a black guy's lips? And it says, now I'm not saying this, I'm just telling you, it says, inflates to 30 pounds. And so this fucking dumbass. Uh, uh, uses this and it's like, well, wait a minute here. So then for 10 years, that email sits 10 years. This all came to light. Hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Tim Brown, Mike Tirico and, uh, uh, Tony Dungy. Tirico's kind of a schmuck. I think he's been accused of some crazy shit. So I'll just cut him out. But Tony Dungy and Tim Brown are, are serious, uh, big hitters. Uh, and, and they have thrown and they threw in their support and Tim Brown says, oh yeah, uh, Gruden would say rubber lips all the time. Because when I first talked about it, yeah, man, I said rubber lips. That's a liar. I said, that's bullshit. You made that up. I talked about it yesterday, but he didn't. That's actually true. Um, so if it ended there, I think that this might blow over because he's got black guys well-respected black guys that are running to his aid. And there's like, no, 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 that's not a racist term. He would say rubber lips. And in the context of you saying rubber lips, if you say he's got Michelin tires, yes, you could make the leap that, but contextually, no, I would say you're safe. So you got uh, uh, three key things. Context, rubber lips has been said before, which as of yesterday on the show, I was like, ah, bullshit, but, known black men are saying, no, he did. At least Tim Brown. John Gruden says he did not intend to be racist when he insulted Demarius Smith in an email 10 years ago, and Tim Brown is backing him up. Brown played for Gruden uh, for years, defended his longtime friend in a recent interview with SiriusXM. Gruden had said he wrote in 2011 email that Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. As a way of calling the NFLPA executive director a liar. Brown said he has heard Gruden use the phrase rubber lips to describe people who he believes are being untruthful. Who knew? So if you're Gruden at that point, you're like, I tell you what, man, Tim Brown's got my back. So fuck you. Okay. I've heard John use that term before, meaning that this guy's double talking or he's doing whatever. Brown said, as transcribed by the Las Vegas Review Journal, that's just a term that he uses. Brown added that he has never experienced anything in all his years of knowing Gruden that indicated Gruden is a racist. Never, ever have I gotten anything from him that made me even pause. And Tim Brown is like always, he was the guy who's always winning like humanitarian of the year. And like, you know, if he's not catching touchdown passes or returning kicks, he's like, you know, saving puppies or you know, uh, uh, rushing into burning buildings. You know, this guy is is amazing. So is Tony Dungy. I think if you know Gruden, if you know anything about him, or if you've been around him, especially for the length of time that I've been knowing him, then you would have gotten a hint that this guy is not right. And there's something that's not right about him. There's no way I would have ever. 
That message meshes with the message Tony Dungy delivered during Sunday night football. Tony Dungy defended Gruden's character and said that he felt the apology was sincere. This is before the New York Times article emerged yesterday. The Raiders did condemn Gruden's remark about Smith in a statement. It's unclear if the 58-year-old will face... This is an old article, so they weren't sure what was going on. But, but, there's... But wait, there's more. Honestly, if it ended... If that was it, I would say he would escape. And I thought he was going to escape. This all comes to light because... And it'll be covered here. Um, The league is investigating the Washington football team for uh, basically that football organization has been an HR nightmare with a lot of uh, horrible things being done to women and just a, a, a culture of shit. So the league has been diving into that franchise and um, looking at corporate emails. And I, I don't know, I guess uh, the football team, Washington football team has been working very closely with the league and being transparent and trying to uh, be different, you know, turn over a new leaf. So they've been opening up the doors and then, um, so they've been examining hundreds of thousands of emails. And this uh, friend of Gruden's who at the time worked for the team, um, they were looking at his emails and he's a pal of Gruden's and Gruden, these emails were uncovered and then, more than one. See, if you're, if you're, well, it doesn't matter because it, the the lid was blown off of it and several people were aware of it. I, you know, I mean, they've got options at that point and that are cover it up or uh, make it known. And as soon as they made it known, Gruden resigned. And I'll get to all that here. Um, But, okay. So he steps down. Detailed. The New York Times detailed emails in which he had made homophobic and misogynistic remarks following the earlier report of racist statements about Demarius Smith, which I can't say after, um, I think that that's a little uh, rough to label him as a racist at this point, but I don't think it's going to matter because wait till you hear what he said about who and who he said it about. So the New York Times article talks about racist statements, but I, I mean, I, I just defer to the black people supporting him. I'll tell you what, man, I got black guys in my quarter, uh, Tim Brown and Tony Dungeon, man. What do you think about that? His resignation was a striking departure from the, uh, the uh, mixed into this is the league. You know, if you look at any NFL stadium now, you know, it says unity, respect in the end zone. Football players are allowed to um, uh, uh, have equality statements on their shoes, you know, and the and, and the football players may, are what make the league. And if you've got some old white guy dropping shit that you're about to hear, and uh, you know, even if uh, I, it doesn't matter if I think he's not a racist, some people might think that shit is racist. There is no option here. Gruden is out, and it's fucking ugly. I've resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. 
He said on Twitter, uh, Twitter in a statement issued by the team, I love the Raiders and I do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raiders Nation. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt anyone. Yeah, I don't know. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, said in a statement that he had accepted the resignation. Uh, Rick Bisacci of the Raiders special teams coordinator was elevated to interim head coach. Gruden's departure came after the report that NFL officials as part of a separate workplace misconduct investigation that did not directly involve him found the Gruden emails. He would casually and frequently unleash misogynistic and homophobic language over several years to denigrate people around the game and to mock some of the league's momentous changes. Now of all of the things to go after, He's hitting all the hot buttons. Uh, Women, gay people, uh, tolerance, people taking a knee. I mean, he is covering everything here. He denounced the emergence of women as referees, the drafting of a gay player. Remember uh, Michael Sam? Wasn't that? The Rams drafted Michael Sam and the tolerance of players protesting during the playing of the national anthem, according to emails reviewed by the times, but wait, there's more, they get more specific here. So just hold you, just hold your tongues until you hear what he did. Gruden's messages were sent to Bruce Allen, former president of the Washington football team and others while he was working for ESPN as a color analyst during Monday night football in the emails, Gruden called Roger Goodell. I'm just going to say it. Okay. I'm, I, I'm just going to say it. Gruden called Roger Goodell a faggot and a clueless anti-football pussy. These are quotes. So Roger Goodell, so, you know, whoever's doing the investigation, like, hey, uh, Commissioner Goodell, you got you to see this. He called you F rhymes with baggot. What? And a clueless, he's a clueless football, anti-football pussy. And said that Goodell, uh, he says that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher, then the coach of the Rams, to draft, quote, queers, a reference to Michael Sam, a gay player chosen by the team in 2014. I remember that. So the guy who runs the league, he refers to as F. Rhymes with Baggett, a clueless anti-football pushy, uh, pussy, and then he says that Goodell pressured Jeff Fisher, which God knows if that is true, to draft Michael Sam. It refers to Michael Sam as a queer. Oh, fuck. So he's hitting everything. In numerous emails during a seven-year period, from from 11 to 18, Gruden criticized Goodell in the league for trying to... He made fun of the league for trying to reduce concussions. So all these things the league is working on, he's like, ah, fuck no, man. We got to rub some dirt on it. Yeah, they should play with no helmets. And said that Eric Reed. I mean, here we got the uh, uh, people, uh, uh, former players killing themselves and shooting themselves in the chest so that their brains can be examined. And the league's like, well, you know, we got to make it so that the game is a little safer for people. And he doesn't like that. So forget that. At this point, the Michelin tire thing is, is is old news. Nobody gives a shit about that. He's calling the boss F rhymes with Baggett and says that Eric Reed, a player who had demonstrated during the playing of the national anthem, should be fired. Uh, in several instances, Gruden used a homophobic slur to refer to Goodell, to refer to Goodell and offensive language to describe some NFL owners, coaches, and journalists who cover the league. 
Gruden, Allen, the NFL, and the Raiders did not respond to requests for comment. Although not with the team at the time, Gruden was still influential in the league and highly coveted as a coach. Yeah, I can only imagine what it would be like if he was still the coach with all of this swirling around him. Um, my God. The league said last week that it shared emails with the Raiders in which Gruden made those comments. Gruden told ESPN on Sunday that the league was reviewing the emails in which he criticized Goodell and explained that he had been upset about the team owner's lockouts of the players in 2011 when some of the emails were written. Gruden said in that interview that he had used an expletive to refer to Goodell and that he did so because he disapproved of Goodell's emphasis on safety, which he believed was scaring parents into steering their sons away from football. All right. Uh, they, they show a picture here of Goodell uh, shaking hands with lineman Carl Nassib, who plays for the Raiders. And uh, he came out as gay just recently. So, okay, it's it's impossible to keep him on after this surfaces, right? But then there's also the um, the idea of hey, those were private emails. Does that does that hold any any water? I mean, intended to be for private eyes, playing devil's advocate. What does that mean? Does that mean if uh, somebody just hacked my personal email account? Uh, of course, it wasn't a personal email account. It was a it was a a league account, which I don't know. I, I'm just I guess the Washington football team was going out of the way to make sure that everything was available so that uh, they could be transparent with the league in their investigation. But still, Gruden sent it from a private account. He was an employee. He was not an employee with the league at the time. Um, I mean, I understand why he's, he's stepping down. He's being forced to step down, but it is still private. So if somebody hacked my account and saw what I say, I'm not saying that I say those things, but I do, I do let, I do say some terrible things from time to time that I don't mean. I, uh, I, whenever I send, uh, Ben a text about, um, doing the podcast, I usually have some type of uh, uh, word in there that I don't want you to know about. And I, I would be, if you uh, had the content, no context, you, and, and it was in the, when the world heard it, I would probably have to uh, crawl into a corner and die. So are we crossing some type of line there with that? Um, you've got uh, some pretty big hitters supporting him. And um, while he was talking about this work stoppage, he flew off the handle and used some terrible language. Well, now he will no longer be able to do anything with football for as long as he lives. So what are we talking about here? I don't know. I'm not, uh, I, I, I certainly can see why with the league going down the road of all the things we talked about, um, and ultimately the league is the players. Okay. And you've got young 
people, a mixed bag of people. And I don't, I think that ultimately um, he's got to go just because um, you're, if you're, it would be terrible for the league if they're saying, all right, we're going to be inclusive now because that is the direction that they've gone. Love it or hate it. That is the direction. And um, I don't, I don't have a problem with any of that. I don't give a shit. They decide to do that. It's their league. If they, if they want to put unity in the end zone and, and make the players feel comfortable and uh, encourage, uh, you know, facilitate this type of uh, uh, all our welcome type of mindset. It would fly in the face of that if you're gonna if this guy is gonna be coaching. That would piss the players off. Okay, somebody would have a problem with that, and then all the steps that they've taken to improve that whole. Um, you see what I'm getting at here? That whole um, frame of mind would be destroyed. You, you would be taking a step backward. So I get it, but I, I, it's just, it is a little wonky that it, uh, all of the things he said were not intended to be seen by anyone. And, uh, I have a hard time believing that when a person's just flying off the handle and saying something terrible, I can't say for sure whether or not he's a, he's a hate monger. I don't, I just don't believe that. Uh, Gruden also criticized criticized Obama during his re-election campaign in 2012, as well as then-Vice President Joe Biden. Gruden called Biden a nervous, clueless pussy. I tell you what, man, that guy Biden, I don't like him as vice president either. He's kind of a pussy. He used similar words to describe Goodell and Demorius Smith. Uh, We already covered that. Oh, boy. Taken together, the emails provide an unvarnished look into the clubby culture of one NFL circle of peers where white male decision makers felt comfortable sharing. Oh, yeah, there was uh, um, apparently they were like uh, sending uh, uh, topless pics of chicks. Uh, They felt comfortable sharing pornographic images deriding the league league's policies and jocular jocularly sharing homophobic language. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it. Some of the, and that talks about, it's funny in this uh, New York times article, they write some of the emails between Gruden and Allen, which is the dude for the, then for the Washington football team also included businessmen, friends, Ed Drosty, the co-founder of Hooters, Jim McVeigh, an, an executive who has run the Outback Bowl annually held in Tampa, and Nick Reeder, the founder of PDQ Restaurants, a Tampa-based fried chicken franchise. I don't know why they're trying to rope them into it. Those guys are like, whoa, hang on. We didn't say anything. You don't need to mention us. Um, let's see. Is there anything else on here? Allen was the son of legendary NFL coach George Allen and Gruden, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Gruden's father coached at Notre Dame? I didn't know that. Head coach? In June, the NFL congratulated Carl Nassib for coming out as gay. Goodell said he was proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. Yeah, you see that the league... Is, uh, has gone very, very far in to try to distance themselves from that type of uh, 
uh, rhetoric. So this is no surprise. Uh, privately, Allen and Gruden appeared to have few boundaries in expressing homophobic and transphobic language in one email from 2015 that includes Drosty, McVeigh, and others. Gruden crudely asked Allen to tell Brian Glazer, whose family owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where Gruden coached until 2008 to perform oral sex on him. Tell you what, man, you got to have that guy suck. He can suck my dick. Allen and Glazer would, quote, take you up on that offer. Allen and yeah, you see, I, I make horrible jokes like that all the time. Okay. Uh, of course I don't work for an organization that is trying to, uh, 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 distance themselves from that type of rhetoric, but then you're looking at the lens of 2021, looking back on, you know, something from, you know, seven to 10 years ago, it's a different vibe. This is that whole cancel culture looking back in history. Very, very messy. Very slippery slope. I, I don't... Um, I mean, I understand why the league is for, forcing this, and they are forcing this. Um, but this is going to continue to be a, be a thing, okay, because of the world that we live in. Um, the only way this is salvageable could have been salvageable. And that would be a, a hail Mary for lack of a better term would be for Gruden to stand up and say, well, yeah, you know, uh, first of all, this is private. And I talk like that. I don't feel that way, but I talk like that all the time. Uh, that's when I'm in private moments, I use horrible language and, uh, I sound like a horrible asshole. Uh, however, I'm not, and, uh, take with that, take from that what you will, and that's the end of it and then walk away. And then, um, hopefully the people that support you will, uh, speak on your behalf. You know, uh, people talk shit all the time. That's what shit talk is. Uh, so I mean, I get it. Allen and Gruden also mocked Caitlyn Jenner, the nerve, who received an award from ESPN in 2015 after she transitioned. In an email from 2015, Allen and Gruden criticized a congressional bill that aimed to force the Washington franchise to change its name. So he is he is hitting everything, every hot button issue. Gruden is like hitting. He is uh, a perfect from the free throw line. Again, using a vulgar term to do that, Gruden took aim at Goodell and his staff, even though the commissioner had initially defended the team's right to keep the name. In 2017, uh, Drosty, that's the Hooters guy, shared with the group a sexist meme of a female referee to which Gruden replied, yeah, nice job, Roger. That same year, Gruden was sent a link to an article about NFL players calling on Goodell to support their efforts promoting uh Racial equality and criminal justice reform. Gruden had advice for Goodell. He needs to hide in his concussion protocol tent. (laughs) So fuck. All right. Where do some of you stand on this? (laughs) Chris K writes, he 
Gruden definitely owns truck nuts. John Gismingo writes, Gruden is canceled because his career depends on the NFL. I guess the discussion was uh, going on about Chappelle. Chappelle cannot be canceled because he works for himself. Partly true. The distribution of his content is not working for himself. Netflix has been on the hot seat about his comments. He could very easily be canceled. Don't think for a second that anybody who creates their own content and is their own boss um, doesn't have to answer to anyone. Kyle writes, side note, I watched Clayton Bigsby again last night. Hilarious it is. Sam M. says, I can't wait till this pussy era is behind us. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to. Eel underscore sushi says, who is this guy? Why does he look familiar? Me? Uh, you look new. Welcome. I don't recognize your name. Melinda says, I'm glad it got out. It shows his true colors. Well, now, wait a minute. So you're suggesting that all of this is true? He's a racist, homophobe? Is that what you're suggesting? Jesse says, employer, so if you don't want your personal emails read, don't send them to anyone's work email. Sam M. says, Zane has said worse shit more recently. He doesn't, he doesn't now or no, he doesn't know because of current standards, but if we judge his past by today's standard, he's worse than Gruden. You are correct. Hell, I say worse shit than Gruden on email. I just don't share it with you. I, I'm not intending it. Like I, I say horrible shit to Ben all the time. If Ben got pissed at me and let all the... I'm just going to get ahead of this. I should just read them now to you is what I should do. Uh, if Ben was, if I pissed Ben off and he posted my text, uh, it's all, people are going to be like, oh my God, I'm so hurt. Ah, nah, don't be hurt. Don't be hurt. I don't mean shit. Ah. <sighs> Melinda says, even if it's not intended to be seen, that's inconsequential to the fact that they were. If company email, it's fair game, Kyle writes. But if it's sent from his personal account, it should be off limits. <laughs> Sam, do you realize how fucked, Eric, you are if we go back through your catalog? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, too, I'm too lazy to go back and, and edit it. I, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, eh, I don't care because uh, I have a policy in place and that is don't try. Uh, if anybody ever uh, brought it up to me about something I said in the past, that was horrible. I'll say, yeah, I, I don't care. I just, you're going to have to figure something. All right, find something to do with me. 
Uh, let's see. Sam refers to the whole thing as a bunch of BS. I don't think he's racist. Uh, but I don't, I mean, I can't, I, this is, this is tricky. Plus he said it about Goodell. So, you know, Goodell's pissed off. So it just, it just flies in the face directly with what the league has, uh, has built. Okay. And you can't, uh, disrupt the players. The players ultimately are what drive the league. So, uh, if you suddenly don't make it so that the, uh, uh, rich old white guy has to step down after horrific comments, you're, you're screwed. There is no way you can side with this guy. No way, shape or form. It has to happen. Uh, John says Chappelle could sell out any venue tomorrow. Chappelle doesn't need Netflix. Okay. Um, well, what if he said something that was, uh, super horrific? What if he, uh, and then the venues said, we cannot, uh, engage him. Then that's now you're that it's very easy to cancel anybody. You know, you gotta, uh, I mean, a shit in the past comes back to haunt people all the time. Especially uh, as it, uh, if he says it under today's lens, if you in today's lens, if you, it's one thing, if you say something 10 years ago and it's looked at oddly with today's lens, that can still ruin you. But if you know full well what the lens of today is and you let something fly, that's even worse because you should know better. Bleeding Heart Brian says, uh-oh, Melinda, people can and do change over time. How recent are the emails? I've been on the other side of the political aisle in the past. Is that a judgment of who I am today? Wow, that's interesting. Bleeding Heart Brian from the back of the room with the flying elbow, who I would have thought, being that his name is Bleeding Heart Brian, he's more of a progressive, actually. But uh, he is, uh, he's, he's, uh, Melinda, let me just tell you this. If you think he really is like that because of uh, comments made on private emails, I talk shit all the time. You would have to then indict me. And I don't think that that is appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate at all um, to indict someone over something that long ago on a private message. Completely inappropriate. Not fair. It's not the same fucking playing field. However, it is unavoidable now. No one said this shit was fair. This could all end tomorrow for all of us based on what I just said. And being that he hit on women, misogyny, race, uh, transphobic, homosexual, equality, black guys kneeling, concussions. I mean, that's eight fucking the big eight that they have been working on getting away from. Plus he called the boss F rhymes with Baggett. Oh my God. No, no, no. There is no way you will survive this. Impossible. 
Wow. Jason Schaefer is looking to get 300. New topic. This is boring now. You know what's boring, Jason? Seeing that your tits are not reducing in size. Why don't you enjoy 300 seconds, you fucking moron? I hope you crash your limo. Nobody tells me what the fuck to talk about. You fucking moron. You know what? Amanda got an unintentional permanent ban. You're very close. Dick. If I'm reading the comments and one of you fucking assholes tells me to move on or change the topic, go fuck yourself. We're on a fucking roll. Having a great time. I'm hitting all the hot points that no one else will have the fucking nerve to talk about. And this truck nut dangling Confederate flag wearing Trump dick sucking asshole is telling me to move on. Fuck off. We are talking about Jason Schaefer. Megan. Move on. This is boring. Fuck you. The fuck is wrong with you? That had to have been by design just to get me pissed. You fucking dick. Shit. Come on, man. (sighs) Tyler says, what an excellent slew of insults. Let me tell you something. It's a gift. When I am enraged, the extent of my vocabulary expands tenfold. It's like when the Hulk gets mad, he gets stronger. That's how my uh, vocabulary is. Shit, does that piss me off. Don't tell me that you're bored or you want us to move you want me to move on just fucking go away who are you anna remember anna are you going to write me a breakup letter so pissed i haven't been this pissed in a long long time fuck Boomer Bob says, you're going, are you going to go full John Jamingo? Doubt it, doubt it, doubt it. Where is that? Well, I, I, know for, I know for the listeners, this was deemed the best article to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I thought the this was best. the worst article. The best. So it's, it's only downhill from here. That's not true because the next article is really good. You, you have, have to talk to... about having some fucking optimism, Dave. You have to explain. Who... Okay, this is the Rubberneckers podcast. Just having a little conflict about the quality of the story. Parkinson's Dave in Australia, which where has he been? Uh, and they're they're like, oh, that, that this story is good. This story is good. And John Jismango is just sitting there waiting in the wings, getting more and more annoyed with uh, with how it sounds. He doesn't like the that they're arguing. So it's it's only downhill from here. That's not true because the next article is really good. 
You well, have talk to, about having some fucking optimism, Dave. You have to explain who decided no, yeah. that was the best article. All right, you, all right. You know what? You can all go fuck yourself. This is the last fucking rubbernecker, and I'm dead fucking serious. <laughs> go ahead, laugh it up. You can hear them cracking up right away. It's like they meant to do it. Up, funny wow. fucking boy, laugh it up. I've had enough of your fucking donut jokes and enough of your other fucking shit. One guy doesn't show up. It's a big fucking thing. We got a prayer, right? Donut, donut, donut. Fat, fat, fat. Meanwhile, you're over there sucking on a fucking cigarette and everything. I, I try to do nothing. You motherfucker, don't do a fucking thing. You sit there on your ass you make a couple things up and then all of a sudden that's it nobody does nothing we sit in here we look like jerk offs jerk offs every fucking week i try to make it a better show and you know what this isn't even fun anymore and i'm fucking done with it rubberneckers is over you can do whatever the fuck you want with the rest of you fucking guys i don't care but i've had enough of this fucking shit fuck is all do something fucking bad did you hear that fuck is all you cannot say fuck is all if you're from the midwest Okay, that's one word. That's a Northeast Corridor thing. Don't you dare bust out fuck y'all in the Midwest, the South, the West. That is exclusive. You got to have a fucking either a Pat steak or a Gino steak in one and in either hand uh, with, you know, uh, your your feet in the skookle. As you tell someone, fuck y'all. Or if you can, fucking guys, I don't care. But I've had enough of this fucking shit. Fuck y'all. Do something fucking better if you can. You can't. Run the show. He's sitting there. Well, this is his first fucking topic's the worst fucking topic. And so you already are setting this up. What do you think? I'm a fucking moron? I know what the fuck you're doing. You think this is the first fucking time I've ever done something like this? Can you imagine how wet the microphone is? Fuck you, soul. You fucking assholes can go fuck yourselves every fucking last one of you. I've had it. I came in here. I was going to try to go through this thing. But if you're just going to sit here and try to make me the asshole out of this fucking show, go fuck yourselves. All of you. He dropped the so mic. You hear about the woman who got, uh, okay, so these guys are picking up the pieces. They have no idea. He went fucking Leroy Jenkins out. No, no, we haven't finished this article. Now, I'm done. Oh, Go fuck yourself. I'm leaving the thing. I'm not putting the show up. Shut the thing off. Give the fucking Patreons their money back. No, I'm fucking done. I've had enough. I've had enough of every one of you motherfuckers. When this fucking shit gets stops being fun, I'm fucking done. So, I hope you're fucking happy. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Go make a fucking podcast where somebody will actually lift us to it with the rest of you fucking five morons. One, it never shows the fuck up. Oh. Enjoy yourself. I just have one thing to say. Go ahead. Let's finish. Okay. <laughs> Bye, motherfuckers. Okay. Did you also hear that other thing? Uh, you cannot say go ahead in the Midwest. You, you, that's an East, uh, East Coast corridor thing. Go ahead. Finish. <laughs> Bye, motherfucker. Up. Enjoy yourself. I just have one thing to say. Go ahead. Let's finish. <laughs> Bye, motherfuckers. Um, so that was the end of Rubberneckers podcast. I think, so John, who is listening to this right now, he hosts the Gaslighting Podcast with, oh God, what the fuck is his name? Uh, they they were talking shit about me not long ago. 
Yes, gaslighting. Two rageaholics discuss this crazy, messed up world and the stupid humans who inhabit the planet. Uh, on the episode now, hey, here's I'm okay. Devin is the other guy. Devin and John Jismingo. I don't know if Devin was in that that rage quit. I'm just learning about these things as we go. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but here's the thing. Now these people have day jobs. This is uh. It's, this this takes some uh, some effort. Um, I, I the only thing you have to do though is be more consistent. You can have like a certain amount of days between episodes and then more days. Like if it's going to be weekly, make it make sure it's weekly. Don't uh, have big gaps of time when you don't have it. Okay. In the stretching Gretchen episode, uh, that's when these dick bags. Uh, went after me. You can listen to that. And then in the anger management episode, they also went after your old pal, Eric Zane. The Discord nitwits invade the Eric Zane show live feed. And as usual, Comrade Zane didn't disappoint with his opinion on Jamie Spears and the Britney Spears saga. So, uh, no doubt, fuckhead John is all on this Britney Spears bandwagon because the mob has told him to feel that way. He seems like the type of uh, a dim bulb who would support that. So, there you go. If you want to listen to this shit, it's Gaslighting Podcast. Gaslighting, all one word. Just search it wherever you download podcasts. And you can have at it. Boomer Bob, uh, you used to do a show with John. You were in attendance during that rage quit. Are you on a podcast too? I think you are. I should, it would be nice of me to point that out. Okay. Uh, I see Boomer Bob's podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is a thing. Are you doing it uh, solo? I still do the show. He says, I still do the show with John. Boomer Bunker. Live two times a week. (laughs) Okay, so you and John. Excellent. All right. All right. uh, That all comes to us because of Jason Schaefer telling me I'm bored. Move on. Where is he, by the way? Where is he? I'm not done with you. Yeah, you 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 need another 300 seconds for that shit. You can't just go out of your way to just to try to fucking piss me off. I don't let Kenny get away with that shit. I'm not letting you get away with that shit. This is not a democracy. Down it, down it, down it. Fat, fat, fat. John Pulaski, he's a piece of shit. East Coasters ranting in their filthy accent, hard pass. Yeah, you know what? It's it's discretion like that that kept you from getting a better wife. 
fuck off. Ridiculous. You're eating 300 seconds too, you round fucking mound of sound. There you go. Take that. The open and the live stream of the Eric Zane show podcast. Actually, I've already done that. What a dumbass. I'm encouraging people to oh, uh, one, one more thing about John Gruden. No, I'll get to that in a second. Contribute to the show. If you have a, uh, uh something that you find interesting and fun that you're reading and uh, something that I should be talking about it, don't keep it a secret. Send it along contribute to the content of the show with interesting stories. Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner striping inbox. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Call them 616-285-50. Email info at bluefrostit.com. So if your small or medium-sized business does not have tech support, what are you going to do when something goes wrong? Stop everything, okay? Time is money. And uh, especially if you're in a small or medium-sized business, people there wear many hats. For you to just suddenly uh, uh, urge somebody to uh, help you repair it or unhook all the shit and take it to Best Buy, I mean, God help you. It would be so much easier if you just had somebody in the fold who's kind of like the watchman over your gear and you just reach out to them when the shit hits the fan. Hey, Alan from Blue Frost, we've got a problem. He remotes in, he fixes. If not, he comes directly to where you are somewhere in West Michigan and takes care of it. Blue Frost IT, 616-200-8550. If you need to upgrade your tech, that's called project work different than managed IT service provider work. Get a complimentary consultation on how you can upgrade your tech. It's based on what your business does for a living. For example, uh, if you don't need a high-end video card, he's not going to recommend you get one for your new setup. Okay. He can also help you retrofit your office with the appropriate wall jacks and wiring and things like that. That's a, uh, it's a specialized field right there. Or if you're uh, moving to a new location or new construction, you're going to want to have the infrastructure of your building to match your tech, okay? You can't all be sharing one wall jack, for God's sake. Blue Frost IT, that's what they do. In West Michigan, 616-200-8550. Please manage me. Please manage me. Jesus. Please. And I'm encouraging you to mention me. That's what I'm trying to say. Please manage me. What the hell just happened? I have a stroke. Mention me. Uh, gun school tonight. You can still get in if you want to take the class at uh, Groff Shop Hardware. It sounds so homespun, I know. But uh, that's where it's happening in Holland, Michigan. CPL class tonight and Thursday. Go to princearming.com or click on the logo on my website. It'll take you right to the website. Hit events and sign up. $125. Got four hours tonight, four hours on Thursday night, and then you're done. Uh, you'll have the certification you need. You take that, that to your county, anywhere in Michigan, 
and apply for your pistol license, which will cost you another $110. They'll fingerprint you. They'll background check you. In about a month, you will get your license uh, in the mail, and then you can carry your pistol concealed. That's it. You don't even need to own a pistol to take the class, okay? Don't worry about that. In fact, I uh, if you don't own a pistol, don't go buy one, then take the class. Uh, go to the class, take the class. You're going to actually get range time where you're firing different weapons. You just borrow one of theirs for a couple of bucks. Uh, boy, this 22 is not bad, or you know, maybe you're a lady with a small hand. You want a, a little 38 or something like that, or you're a dude. I carry a 9mm. I carry a Springfield XD subcompact 9mm. Terrific pistol. A little bulky, but uh, I like it. I can put it in a nice spot. Carry your pistol concealed like your old pal, Eric Zane. When I was going for a walk with Sarah Rook Ruck Roo, she goes, do you have your gun? I go, no, I didn't bring it. She said, oh, wow. I, was ex- I thought you'd have your gun. I go, why do you want me to pull out my gun and shoot dogs? My God. All right. The quarterback of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders is uh, Eric Carr. He just built a home or just purchased a home. No, he's building a new home. Take it back. I'm screwing this whole thing up. He has a home in Las Vegas. Okay. Beautiful. Three and a half million dollar home. His neighbor that just finished building a home. I tell you what, man, I love my neighbors. What did I say? His name is Derek Carr. Am I getting that wrong? What did I say? John Carr? Fuck, I'm ruining everything. Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> owns, a, owns a house. And uh, John Gruden just built one right next door. My God. Holy shit. Boy, I'm looking at I tell you what, man, that's a beautiful home. Do you see this thing? Uh, Gruden is in the middle of a 10-year, $100 million contract. 10 years, $100 million. Look at this thing. This aerial view of this elaborate mansion. Um, I don't know why, but I thought that that would be a higher price tag. That actually seems like a bargain for $4.3 million. It's flat out amazing. Uh, the residence, um, two story home. It has two lots totaling 1.7 acres sits on a lot that measures 0.77 acres, 6,850 uh, square feet on the first floor, 1,834 square feet on the second floor. A garage measures 1,938 square feet. I remember the first home that I bought in Midland, Michigan. It was 970 square feet. 970. Five bedrooms, five full bathrooms, and two half bathrooms. Oh. Derek Carr's home, formerly known as John Carr, uh, it was purchased for $3.6 million. So Gruden's is a little bit more. Can you imagine being uh, uh, neighbors to him and then you're like out mowing the lawn and you see John Gruden out there? Hey, coach. Oh, God. 
I called him Eric Carr too. God, I, I'm terrible. I'm an asshole. So awkward though. You're living next to the guy. Ugh, shit. I guarantee you John Gruden's not going to email anymore. He's going to be sending messages via smoke signal from this, this day forward. Holy shit. All right, moving on. The football game between Alabama and Texas A&M. Okay, now in Alabama, uh, uh, that football team is freaking... Uh, there, there are a few places in the nation where that's it. That's the pro team, you know? Um, so this is, uh, this is life or death. This is the same community that, um, you remember the name Harvey, Harvey Updike or Harvey Updike. He was the guy who poisoned the trees at Toomer's corner on, uh, the campus of Auburn university. You know, every time the uh, a football team at Auburn would win, they would um, they would uh, uh, toilet paper the trees or whatever. Tumor's Corner. Uh, that's like the big meeting place for the students after the big uh, football game. Well, Harvey Updike, uh, Alabama fan, after uh, Auburn won one year, he poisoned the trees, and then he went on the uh, um, uh, that that radio show. What's the guy's name? Some local bigwig. Some guys talk radio show, sports talk radio show, and said, yeah, hey, man, I poisoned the trees, motherfucker. And the trees ended up dying. That guy, I think, went to jail for that. So they are not above uh, horrible behavior. And the Texas A&M victory over the Crimson Tide led to a catastrophe, which I, I saw a video of the girlfriend of the Texas, or the wife of the Texas A&M kicker. She went bonkers, ran out of the field. That was an incredible win. But we heard yesterday how uh, uh, Eli Gold announced the uh, the Texas A&M kick by saying nothing. By Seth Small. Oops. Is down. What happens? No call. He doesn't say a word because he's a stupid fat fucking homer. can you not appreciate that you don't have to like it but you should do the call idiot well the league is going to get themselves two hundred and fifty thousand dollars shut up because everybody who does not have a seat and those who did have now flooded the field here at kyle field and college station the scoring drive, eight plays, 54 yards. Well, that's nothing. He may have been upset there, but it, he wasn't as pissed off uh, as uh, as the guy in this story. An argument over the Crimson Tide's loss to Texas A&M on Saturday led to a deadly shooting at an Alabama home. Two morons started fighting over which team was better. At a, gather, a gathering in Bessemer, Alabama, which is just outside of Birmingham, when the game was in its final minutes Saturday night. Lieutenant Christian Clemens told the local news the homeowner asked the men to leave. 
Shots were fired outside. Officers found Keelan Ahmad Pickens had been shot several times in the torso. <laughs> Fuck. The 27-year-old was taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead at 3.20 a.m. Sunday. The shooter fled the scene before officers arrived. Clemens said they know his identity. As of the, this reporting yesterday afternoon, the guy was still at large. You may have caught him by now. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, a fight over the football team. I thought I was bad when uh, years ago the the Lions lost, of course, some stupid play. And I went into my garage and grabbed a golf club and started to destroy. This is when I was at my rock bottom. It started to break shit. Anything glass got destroyed. Swinging a golf club like a madman throughout the inside of my garage. My neighbor, Ken Trethaway. All of a sudden I hear, you okay? Hey, man. Ah, uh, hey, Ken. <laughs> buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, just, uh, the lion's lost. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm blowing off a little steam, you know? I mean, whatever. Normally I go for a run or take the kids for a walk in the wagon, but, uh, you know, just uh, destroying this shit here. No big deal. I swear to God, after he saw me do that, um, the relationship was never the same. They like distanced themselves, disavowed because they're like, this guy is a fucking unhinged lunatic. More stupidity involving football. Um, Heinz field and Pittsburgh, you know, after the game gets done, the, uh, grounds crew has to uh, make sure the team is in, or the, uh, field is in, uh, you know, working order as it should be, which I mean, it's a synthetic surface. So there's not a lot to it. They, they run a machine over it and it vacuums it. And, and, uh, you ever been like uh, running a vacuum over like a uh, portion of your house where like maybe, uh, there's a bunch of sand or grit and you hear it all get sucked up into the thing. Well, you know, some old timer running the machine and he notices that in one of the end zones that the machine is like picking up a, uh, an unbelievable amount of material. What the hell is going on here? So he shuts down the machine and, uh, they bring out a couple more people and they're like, they're like touching it. And there's a lot of uh, a small little fragments and a lot of uh, a very fine um, grit, if you will, gray in nature and, 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 uh, and, and, and small pebble like chunks on there. It's like, well, what the hell happened here? There was a, it's an uh, elaborate amount of this material on here. It's like uh, someone had dumped it. And, uh, well, someone had broken the rule that you are not allowed to, uh, uh, deposit the remains of your loved ones, uh, onto the feet, the football field. And, uh, yes, some asshole decided after the game the other night to somehow get onto the field without anyone noticing and dumping an urn full of ashes into the end zone of Heinz Field. Holy shit. A Steeler spokesman said uh, the team wants to make it clear that is not okay. 
Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen ashes before, remains, but you will get uh, bone fragments in there that kind of get swept up and put into the vessel. Uh, the only reason why I know this is because my fuckhead son uh, decided to open up the urn of my mother-in-law and the dumb cock spilled the shit, spilled my mother-in-law everywhere. And uh, uh, the queen of the forest had to clean it up and she kicked his ass. He was probably 10 at the time and actually smacked the shit out of him for that. And he deserved it. My God. So there's there's all sorts of, so you're going to get some guy who falls on the field and it's fucking, thank God they found it. Can you imagine if somebody got fucking tackled in the end zone and there's, 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 there's ashes all over the dude. No suspect inf- or other information was released on the incident. Not sure uh, how he got on there or what happened. I guess in that game, um, my, like one of my favorite players in the NFL, Juju Smith-Schuster, was injured, and he is out for the year. That bums me out. I love that guy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, dumping ashes. That's... uh. I don't know, maybe into the ocean, I guess. We we just buried uh, buried the ashes of my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. We had one urn. We have one. Okay. When the ashes of my mother-in-law were um, put into the vessel, they took a little bit of them and put them in a small vessel and gave that to Diana. We still have that vessel. That's the one that Jim opened up like a dumbass. Mom, curiosity got the best of me. Wham! We still have that, but the most of the remains are buried in a grave uh, with her husband, Diana's dad, veteran cemetery in Holly, Michigan. You ever see that scene from the Big Lebowski when Walter uh, spreads Donnie's ashes over the cliff into the fucking wind? with the dude standing right behind Walter as Walter uh, says some nice words for Donnie. And the shit goes, hits the wind and it goes all over the dude. All over him. What the fuck, man? What's all that? Can, can, enough of the, the fucking nom shit. They have a big hug. It's a touching moment. Great scene. The Big Lebowski, one of my all-time favorite movies. Don't forget it. All right, so that's what's going on. That's a lot of sports stories. Holy shit. We're not done, though. I do want to remind you that I have merchandise available at ericsinshow.com. Click uh, where it says merch. Get yourself a t-shirt. Thank you. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Jesus, I'm just speaking horribly today. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage encourages you to reach out to them when it is time for that. Maybe it's a refi. Maybe you're just buying a new home. Maybe it's your first. Okay. Reach out at 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, or Maine. I can help you in any one of those states. If your credit card... Uh, your credit score stinks. That's all right. More than likely, he can get you into a mortgage. Don't be ashamed of that. 
that happens. Who gives a shit about the past? Let's worry about right now. He does not care that you have a dog dick 550 credit score. No one cares but you. Get over it. It's time to do better. So let's say he does, by some miracle, get your 550 credit score ass into a mortgage. This is not going to be a 2.5% fixed 15-year. It's going to be a catastrophe 7% 30-year. But paying on a 7% nut is a hell of a lot better than paying rent, dummy. So get into that loan as quick as possible. And then be good and make your payments on time. Then after a year, call them back up and say, all right, I've paid on time for one full year. What's my credit score now? You got a 620. You still suck tons of dick, but you're a lot better. I can get you in a 5.8. Okay. Another 18 months, you're sitting at a 780. Another 18 months, you can refi that shit for a 15-year fixed at 2.3. That's called rebuilding your credit. That is a thing. So quit being an asshole and paying rent to some dick who's spending your money. 231-332-6505. Then there's my pal, Frank the Tank Fuss. It is the 12th of October. We are in the midst of the period of time every year when Medicare recipients um, re-enroll. Have Frank take care of all of that for you. MyPolicyShop.com. 616-914-4070. There are some steps that should be taken by every recipient of Medicare to ensure that you have the most coverage you can possibly get. That may involve what's known as a supplemental life policy. They call it, they're like dirt cheap and they fill in all the gaps that Medicare does not cover. Frank will explain it all. And he does all of this for you for free. Doesn't cost you a dime for his amazing effort. I'm looking forward to dealing with Frank come November 1, because that's when I buy my insurance on the marketplace healthcare.gov, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it. Frank does all that shit for me. He is my independent licensed insurance agent. Anything at all, life, health, home, car, dental, supplemental, Medicare, Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank Fuss. Go to MyPolicyShop.com. I take that back. Don't go there. Go to BuyInsuranceHere.com. Fill out the form and off you go. Or call or text him if you're more of like a, hey, I want to talk to you before I do anything type of guy. Some of you are, okay? 616-914-4070. 616-914-4070 for Frank. I love this next story. Uh, Peter Jackson from the Lord of the Rings hates Harvey Weinstein so much that 
when they were making the Lord of the Rings, Harvey Weinstein was a big fucking fish. Like if you pissed him off, he would make it so that your movie uh, was not a thing. Uh, the films were originally supposed to be developed under Miramax and Harvey Weinstein as Miramax owned the rights to J.R.R. Tolkien's series. But when Weinstein tried to pressure Peter Jackson to make just one or two films from Tolkien's books, Peter Jackson uh, was adamant, no, I don't want to do that. The relationship between Peter Jackson and the two uh, reportedly became strained, and eventually Jackson was allowed to pitch his film to other studios under a tight time frame. The window of time was insane. They shopped it around. Peter made a pitch to video. That's pretty impressive. Taken to a variety of places. Most people were balking at the notion of doing more than one film. The popular opinion was no. You have to see. We have to see how the first movie does and then invest the rest of the money. This according to Elijah, according to Elijah Wood on the, uh, what's it called again? The Dak Shepard, uh, I, I relapse every month podcast or some shit. The film would ultimately land at New Line Cinema, all the Lord of the Rings films, where producer Bob Shea saw Peter Jackson's vision and agreed to three films made at the same time. It obviously worked out. Um, but Jackson was so pissed off at the hoops that he had to jump through to make this all happen and was so, uh, bitter to Harvey Weinstein in the film, they, uh, rub Weinstein's nose in shit. The story is told now that the characters known as the orcs, one of them was made to look like Harvey Weinstein. You see this right here? And if you're on the audio podcast, you'll click the link to uh, get to the bottom of it. This bad guy, who uh, that's close, that's a close-up shot. There's the uh, uh, a distant shot when there's some battle going on with those fucking scary-looking orcs. This one right here was crafted to look as uh, like uh, Harvey Weinstein's fucking face. How great is that? Oh my God. So this actually happened. The orc was made to look like Harvey Weinstein. Elijah Wood revealed that the story uh, was recently brought up. They were talking to Sean Astin about his first memory of getting to New Zealand. Hey, he was telling how it came up on another podcast for the first time. Wood told uh, Shepard that his co-host Monica Padman, he had seen these orc masks and one of the orc masks. And I remember this vividly was designed to look like Harvey Weinstein as a sort of fuck you. Uh, Elijah Wood said, I think it's okay to talk about this now. He's fucking incarcerated. What was that movie with Elijah Wood in which he was really, really creepy with the yellow eyes? It was made to be like a comic book. I think it was made by Richard Rodriguez with, um, uh, uh, what's that fucking guy that was in the wrestler? 
Mickey York. Fucking great. Really, or was that a Tarantino film? I think it was Tarantino and Richard Rodriguez teamed up, maybe. What was it called? Uh, Fight City? Something City. Elijah Wood was creepy as shit in that. It was, he had like yellow eyes. Sin City! There it is, Sin City! Jason Schaefer back in the full. Watch your back! Uh, Dirk is about to get 300 seconds. Lord of the Rings, the movie's so boring, even the trees were walking. No, bullshit. And you're talking about the Ents, okay? And those are not boring movies. Those are great movies. The hell is wrong with you? And then you got to go see the, uh, the Hobbit. There's like multiple parts of that one. That was awesome. I love those movies so much. I'm a big nerd. Frank Miller. Frank Miller made it. Hmm. Apparently that's a, a, a quote from clerks Two. Dirk says, all right, I get you. Kyle Ryan says we should do a game. Zane struggles with movie actor, athlete names and audience shouts out answers. That's, that's perfect. And Dirk is getting credit for the clerks Two reference. I never saw a clerks Two. Um, who directed Sin City? I need to know that now. I want to see if I was right on that poll. I think Frank Miller wrote it. We're both right. Frank Miller. Did I say Richard Rodriguez? It's Robert Rodriguez. I was, I was 33% right. Robert Rodriguez. It was very, very good. I love that. So that's awesome that they put him in there. Very, very funny. Special guest director, Quentin Tarantino. I think I get credit for some of this. Uh, with the late, what's her name? She died. Brittany Cummings. Uh, died under weird circumstances. Brittany Griner? No, she's a basketball player. I think Brittany Murphy. Wasn't she in that? Really hot. Oh my God. Um, Something about uh, uh, Brittany Murphy. I was just reading. Uh, yeah, it was just an article the other day. On a Sunday morning in December 09, Brittany Murphy suddenly collapsed in the bathroom. I never knew this of the West Hollywood home. She shared with her husband, Simon Monjack later that morning, the petite doe eyed actress was taken to Cedar Sinai uh, medical center where she was soon pronounced dead. Authorities initially said the 32 year old died from a lethal combination of pneumonia and prescription drugs, but a new two part documentary delves deeper into the mysterious nefarious circumstances around her tragic death and troubled relationship with her husband, Simon Monjack. It just premiered on HBO Max. What happened to Brittany Murphy? Looks at how she went from one of the generation's most promising young stars uh, in films such as Clueless and Girl Interrupted to one of Hollywood's darkest tragedies. In the documentary, reporter Amber Ryland recalls getting an exclusive interview with Monjack shortly after Murphy's death. 
It was in the back of my mind. Am I sitting with a murderer? She says, could he have killed his wife? Um, so it delves into that. And then there was something else too. It's a long article. Sorry. And he died too. The coroner who handled Murphy's case and medical examiner speculate that tragedy might have been avoided if someone had taken Murphy to the hospital in the days leading up to her death. The cause of death is not a mystery. The mystery is why didn't somebody catch it? Had they taken her to the doctor a few days before, she'd still be alive. Says Winter, who added that he received information that Monjack made a habit of keeping Murphy up late into the night. Uh, to devastating effect. I think he died. Yeah. Then in May, 2010, five months after she died, Simon Monjack died at the age of 40, also seemingly due to pneumonia and possibly drugs. Conspiracy theories abound. Murphy's estranged father, Angelo Bertolotti claimed his daughter had been poisoned at the time. Uh, it says Sharon. I don't know who it is. Cause I didn't get it in the article attributed to the young couple's death to mold in their mansion, but medical examiner said she saw no evidence of that. Uh, Raglan, don't know who that is, thinks Monjack might have preferred death over the truth being revealed. She says he would rather be dead than to be discovered as the con artist he was. Ooh. Well, check that out. My God, was she pretty. Holy shit. Incredible. Um, I'll link that up. You guys can check that out. Bruce completely cashed out on his back. Look at him. He it looks like he's dead. His eyes are actually open, but he's asleep. Dude, what are you doing? Oh, he just woke up. He looked at me. The shit that they do behind me. Uh, the Duchess of New Jersey talking about the Elder Wand. That's a Harry Potter thing. What are we? What are we talking about here? You are we going to get into a discussion about Harry Potter? Because I know everything there is to know. All right, we won't. I don't want to do that. Maybe another podcast. I love. I, I love Harry Potter. I'm a closet nerd for Harry Potter, Rocky movies, Rambo movies, Lord of the Rings movies, Star Wars movies. I love all that shit. Uh, mob movies. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. We're uh, going to get to the asshole of the day in just a second. Hire me on Cameo. It's just 15 bucks. The two ways to do it. I think the absolute best way to do it is on your desktop or your laptop. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. You can also use the Cameo app. If you are going to use an app, use the Cameo app. If you use another app, like through Apple, they really bend me over. I mean, of the $15 that it costs that I charge, I get like six. It's stupid. Somebody's making money off your old pal, Eric. So if you do it through the desktop, uh, you're able to leave a tip if that's what you choose. And uh, it works out best. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, I will do that. I'll do, I'll do one live on the podcast for you. I can do that. Uh, we've got comedy 
Full House Comedy. Go to fullhousecomedy.com if you are in West Michigan. Several venues featuring shows from Full House Comedy. Uh, Okay, I could have swore I just had the month of October. And uh, everything just went kablooey. If you go to fullhousecomedy.com and check out the shows, you'll be able to see a complete list of shows coming to the area, including Chris Kattan this week. All right. Coming up, Chris Kattan. Fullhousecomedy.com. If you need a dumpster in West Michigan, call or text 616-375-9962. That's 616-375-9962 for dumpster divers. Not all dumpsters are created uh, equal. And if uh, you're looking to, I, I, I love the day when the dumpster pulls up and you just start throwing shit away. And uh, I flat out love to do that. And we need to do that. And it's going to happen. I just need to make that call or send that text to, you know, uh, Kyle from Dumpster Davis, man. Uh, his is the thing, Eric said. And uh, you can do the same. Uh, their dumpsters are priced differently than the other schmucks who uh, haul that ugly, long, rusted out thing into your driveway. Uh, they have a weight restriction on those, but it's a weight number that you can't possibly hit just filling it up with household junk, but you're paying for it. You're paying for a weight limit that you don't need to hit. Dumpster divers says you're not going to hit that weight limit. So we're lowering the weight limit that the dump charges. So you pay less for the dumpster. That's why the number one reason why you need to call dumpster divers when it comes, there is a big difference. In dumpsters, 616-375-9962, call or text. They also do junk removal. So if you got a bunch of shit in the garage, you say, everything over here, get it out. They do that. Call them. They'll give you an estimate. Uh, hey, all the drywall in this room, uh, I want it all out. Can you remove it all? I don't care. Just, just rip it all out. They'll do that too. That's called demolition. All at dumpsterdiversllc.com. You want to see, you know, get more uh, information about a quote or just call or text these guys. It's one of two people are going to answer your call. It's going to be either Emilio, the uh, not black guy, not black Emilio, or, uh, of course, Kyle, man. Uh, hey, Eric Zayn. Uh, they will answer your call. The, these are the two guys that run the business. Dumpster Divers. Okay. What are we going to do about, what are we going to do about this asshole of the day? What are you thinking? Uh, Dean won it yesterday for some reason. Uh, Jason Schaefer gets a nomination. Okay, this is not your workplace. You do not make decisions here. Your job, shut the fuck up and use your ears. That's all. That's your only one job you have. So depending on how I uh, I go over this uh, this list here on my protocol, I'm giving you a nomination. John Gruden, is that an asshole of the day? Is Daisy for destroying the rubber toys an asshole of the day? I'd have to give myself a nomination for asshole of the day. For smashing it into Diana's car and driving the RV with the parking brake on. Facebook always gets an asshole of the day nomination. Tim Brown, Tony Dungy, endorsed John Gruden. I don't know if they will now. The NFL. 
pissed off at John Gruden. He has to step down. How about the Alabama fan that shot his buddy over the Texas A&M victory? How about the asshole who scattered the uh, ashes onto the turf at Heinz Field? Juju is out for the year. Uh, Elijah Wood reveals that there's a Harvey Weinstein mask in the Lord of the Rings. I'm sure we talked about a number of other things as well. We talked about donut, 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 fat, fat, fat. John Jismingo's temper tantrum from the uh, Gaslighting Podcast. Who do you think should be the asshole of the day? We also talked about Brittany, uh, Brittany Murphy. Asshole of the day, John Gruden. Uh... Oh, Har- Harvey Updike, the uh, tree killer. Hmm. All right. That's about it. No other nominations. Boy, you guys sure seem chatty when the show is going on. And then I ask you, I actually ask you for input for me to ponder, and you suddenly clam up. Thank you so much for that. I felt like an asshole. So I'm giving myself the asshole of the day for smashing into Diana's car. Don't you guys say shit about that. There you go. I still think Jason Schaefer should get get a nom, uh, hang on to that nomination, and he's likely to get one in the future if he doesn't shut up. <sighs> All right, there we go. Another show in the books. Don't it, don't it, don't it. Thank you so much. For- if you would, please subscribe to the audio podcast. Even if you don't listen to the audio podcast, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting platform. It could be Spotify or, or whatever. Just uh, search Eric Zane Show or go to my website and click on the free podcast link and subscribe to the audio podcast. On Apple Podcasts, would you do this for me too? Leave me a review, okay? I would appreciate a review. Hopefully you like it and you'll leave me a nice one. Otherwise, I'll talk to you on Facebook. Thanks again, folks. Until next time, bye-bye.